Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Intuitive Catalyst podcast. I'm Leilani, your host, and today we are joined with the incredible, if I do say so myself, three luminaries. So I am actually a part of the three luminaries. I'm one of three, the other two being Anika Apple and Kylie Carr. So we, as the three luminaries, were divine channels offering pathways for light seekers to reconnect with their inner light and bring their lives into greater alignment. We offer channeled workshops to support individuals in connecting more deeply with their spiritual gifts while also providing much needed space to simply be in our often overwhelming world. So the three of us, myself, Anika, and Kylie, we all have backgrounds and expertise in supporting leaders in a variety of spaces and organizations, and we use our backgrounds to support and guide light seekers, as we call them in arriving home to themselves in hopes of bringing our collective forward. This conversation is so good. (laughs) And I know I say that every time, but if you're looking for a bit of channeled wisdom, a bit of guidance around your own path, if you are in a space where you are feeling as though you are ready to bring your life into spiritual alignment that you're hearing from the divine and you don't know where to go next, then this conversation is for you. I'm so excited that you're here. Grab your tennis shoes if you're going for your walk or your cozy spot, your tea, your coffee, your favorite, favorite comforts and cozy up to this conversation with my dear sisters, Anika Apple, Kylie Carr, and we are the three luminaries. Hello, my sisters, Kylie, Anika, welcome, welcome, three luminaries, all here, accounted for. Thank you for being here. Thanks for for having us. Oh, uh, so I'm just before before we dive into all of the questions that inevitably will flow through us that we'll address. um, Do either can one of you speak to three luminaries and maybe we can chime in and tell us who are the three luminaries um, and what is this work about? (laughs) <laughs> as as Anika and I look at each other, um, <laughs> as I take take myself off of mute and she puts herself on mute. Um, so the three luminaries are the three of us, Leilani, Anika, and myself, Kylie, and we are light workers. We are beings of light who are here for the greater good of the collective so that light seekers can get in touch with their divinity. It's something that we believe as as earth angels who are here at this moment in time, we've been called to do and be and to lead others into the fullness of their being, which is really the fullness of their divinity, which lies within us all. So what else would you ladies add to that? I think the only thing I would say is um, the way that that looks today is we lead a series of workshops. So we allow people to come and 
essentially experience um, us as we are vessels for the source, for the universe's messages. And a lot of times we channel questions, um, we channel healing, uh, energy in service of, as, as Kylie mentioned, uh, in service of light seekers really remembering who they are because we're all divine at our core. And we're here to, to reflect back who we know you to be. And so our, our workshops are really powerful, if I do <laughs> say so myself. I think people are often surprised at um, how connected they feel to the divine and in, in working with the three of us. And I, I feel a little braggy saying that, but it's, it feels real. It feels true. Anika? We, we can always brag on source. We can always brag on God. We can always, because it is because of them and through them that we're able to create the connection. It is for them. It's, it is our divine assignment to ensure that people are finding their way back to themselves and to source. So, and I think you both did it beautifully. So I think we're good. And I, the only other thing that's coming through as, as I'm thinking about the work that we do together as the three luminaries is, is why, right? Like, why are we doing this work in this moment? Um, and I just want to share, this was part of my channeled session. I channel morning and evening and often throughout the day. But this morning, um, I was kind of feeling very deeply into my humanness and having a bit of a fit about like how hard it is here, this dimension that we're navigating this world um, a lot of the despair, a lot of, there's just a lot, there's a lot of fear, um, fear and fear mongering in this dimension, in this world that we're navigating. And we as three luminaries are, are here as a counterbalance to that, to help people remember that it's not all shadow, it's not all darkness, we're here to bring balance. That's, that's what I believe our mission to be. And I'll add what I heard immediately is to tap into the universal wisdom because there is wisdom that is, I'm not even going to say available to us all, that belongs to all of humanity that is tucked away and sometimes hidden. You talk about fear mongering, there's wisdom mongering, information mongering, right? That keeps people captive. Um, and so, I, I like to think about us um, being able to set people free of the prison, what imprisons them um, in their minds, in their hearts, um, the beliefs that they have been told that have been described to them as opposed to what they know in their heart, the truth is. So, yeah, I think it's truth and wisdom um, always that just come up for us like we are blessed to tap into it in the way that we do. And I think it's our, our highest desire to be able to help everyone else do that as well. Anika, do you mind if I share a little bit about the experience bringing you through the veil? Not at all. When you said freeing, freeing folks from their prison, it made me think of your birdcage. So those of you who have read my book are familiar with this concept of bringing people through the veil, which is really just what I believe is absolutely part of my source given work, but really just to show people that 
they are divine and always have been. So that's, that's kind of in a nutshell what I do. And for Anika, I just remember your birdcage. And when you say freeing them from their prisons, it's not like the birdcage was open. I remember that very distinctly. So can you tell us a little bit about what that means to be freed from a prison when you look behind you and it's like, oh, it's open? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, it's it's wild because in that moment, it's like, oh, wait a minute. I already knew I there, that there was freedom. I knew there was more. I wanted more. I was searching for more. And I didn't realize that it was right there. If, if you could imagine, I'll create a visual for you. Just imagine that you're in a room and you are searching for a way out and you've only looked at three of the four walls. But on the fourth wall, there's, there's not even a door. It's just an open entryway, right? And so you turn around and you're like, oh my goodness, all this time I could have just walked through and I have been beating my head against these walls trying to figure out how to get out. If this is, um, and the other part that Leilani did say is that like my foot was stuck and um, yeah, so she had to wrestle with my ankle. And when I say wrestle, it was really encouraging me to take the leap. And I remember this piece about like, you really can fly and being so fearful that I couldn't open my wings that I couldn't jump that, you know, the leap. And if you take a moment right now, as you listen to this and you just take a quick scan across your life, you will see that so many times you didn't know what the outcome was and you just jumped, you leapt, you opened your wings and you trusted. And maybe you don't even know why you trusted, but you already have. That's what it means for the doorway to be open. You've already done it. And so as these moments come up where you're seeing more truth come to you, where you're feeling your intuition like you never have before, do what you did before and trust. Because the knowing that, that we're referencing really does live inside of you. Thank you. Uh, it, it's, it's funny because as I think about bringing people through the veil, I've brought who knows how many at this point, maybe close to 100, maybe surpassing that. Um, but when you talk about your ankle being stuck, that, that's a really common thing as I am bringing people into their remembrance of their divinity. There's always some part of them that gets stuck. Sometimes it's like a pinky toe. Sometimes it's a whole leg. Um, and what, what is the freeing factor is speaking their truth. It's I'm hearing the quote, and I forget who it is, and maybe you know, but um, it's like speaking despite shaking, like despite speaking our truth despite the shaking, and that's almost always the case. It's like you have to be able to speak your truth, and a lot of times that's linked to fear. It's like you said, it's about taking the leap. And what I know about this world and the parts of it that are deeply lost. Fear is a tool that keeps us lost, right? That, that keeps us in this space of amnesia around our divinity and amnesia about our wholeness. And so in this moment, many of you are seeing that open wall behind you and like, oh, shit, like, I have a choice here. I have a choice to make. And in those moments, really root down into your belly and ask what what am I afraid of? 
what is keeping me in this what what is the comfort and the security and the safety of this prison what does it represent for me and what is it that i really 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 want and most of the time if we're able to prioritize what we truly want which for many of us joy love ease all of these very divine experiences if we're able to really root into that speak our truth and say what it is that we want and say what it is that we're most afraid of then we get choice then we get to make a choice about how we live our lives and how to proceed <sighs> it's beautiful kylie i like i i feel like there's something coming through <laughs> I knew, I knew you were going to come to me. I was just going to wait. <laughs> well, I was sitting here thinking about how far each of us have come. And it's almost difficult to imagine how life was before we had said yes to our callings. And, and, it's, and I know I, I was thinking about how I spoke to Anika after the two of you first met and that recognition of, I feel validated. I feel seen because as, as light workers, as intuitives, as um, earth angels, we, I mean, we all have known from a very, for a very long time, We've had the sense of our giftings and our, our acknowledgement of who we, who we are and whose we are. And at the same time, life, life be lifing, right? <laughs> and most of the people in the world are not conscious. So it can make us feel like we don't belong. It can make us feel like we are isolated or that our gifts aren't real. So there's so much power in seeing yourself in other people. And I know that anybody who is listening to this right now, there is a reason why they, why they were called to listen to this in this moment. And if that is you, if you are feeling like, oh my goodness, like I, I, I've always had a knowing, but is it real? Because you, you hear that it's not real. <laughs> the world tells you it's not real. We are here to tell you that it is. And our our intuition, that still small voice inside of us is our gateway to source energy, to God, to the divine. And that is absolutely real. So, I, that is what was coming through me and what I was thinking about when you, when you called on me, my dear. <laughs> Oh, it's so beautiful. I love, I already see, I'm seeing just like these, like this weaving that's happening right now. Weavings of wisdom, of truth. The word that's coming forward is love. Yes. Okay. Gosh. You're hearing that too. Okay. So tell me what is the role of love? What does love What's love got to do with it? So it's the second that Kylie started to talk, I heard love and what I, I wrote it down because I didn't want to miss this, but it's that we don't really know how to love. 
And that's um, a sobering thing when you say that out loud, because of course we're like, wait, what do you mean? I love my family. I love my children. I love, you know, my parents, you know, love the people I work with, my, my girls, you know, my best friends, whatever. But we can't really fully experience love until we fully love ourselves. And fully loving ourselves means the connection with the divine, because we are all a part of the divine. So, even as Kylie was talking, it's like, you know, we have the, the remembrance of who we were. We always knew, we came here knowing who we were. And you know, we did an exercise in one of our three luminary sessions where we went back to four years old. And I remember in that session, I, I told Leilani and Kylie, I was like, I was throwing a full-on tantrum and yelling. And who was I yelling at? God. I was like, okay, wait a minute now. <laughs> Let's not get beside ourselves here. But truly, I was frustrated because I was like, this place is not full of love. And in the world, we have been taught things that take us away from the pureness of what love is, from feeling it, from experiencing it, and most of all, for pouring it over ourselves. We are shamed about loving ourselves. We are convinced that by the experiences that we have, that somehow we are less than, and I, I know that everyone that I have, have interacted with who has been on this path of enlightenment has shared some stories around the same feeling that Kylie was talking about, about not having belonging and not feeling connected and not feeling seen. It's because we've lost the ability to just express pure love to ourselves and to others. And I don't know how else to explain it other than if you think for a moment about where love comes from, where does the feeling of love come from? You walk into a room and you see your child sitting there doing their homework and you're overwhelmed by this feeling of love. Did you generate it or did it just come? Love is, is a part of who we are. And so, when we are not allowing it to flow freely to us and to others, it's like we're taking a piece of ourselves and it is, I want to say, not able to breathe. Like, this is what's flowing through me. It's, it's not able, it's not experiencing the life force energy that it is supposed to have and that it's supposed to help generate in the world. So, when we can stop specializing in fear and stop focusing on anger and the things that distract us from the reality of who we are, which are beings of light and love in always here to bring forward the truth and looking for more truth, investigating, interrogating the truth. When we do that, we sow more love into the world and those things that distract us, the fear and all of those things. They can't hold your, your energy and attention. Right now, it's taking over um, so much of, of what your experience is, but it doesn't have to. It's a choice. You know, I was going to say it's a choice, right, Leilani? She's looking at me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. I did. It makes me... Uh, it, 
when I hear you say it's a choice, I think of free will because free will is such, it's, it's huge. We all have it. Um, we all have choice. And even again, I don't know why I keep going back to going through the veil, even as I'm bringing folks back to their divine self, like reminding them of their divinity, there's always choice. There's always this divine yes. Um, and, and we have fooled ourselves into thinking that love is not a choice. You know, we see the rom-coms and that, you know, love at first sight and it's just, you can't help who you love. And, but it's source never intended for any of us to be choiceless. I mean, we're created to identify and express our choice and, and stepping out on our paths of spiritual enlightenment, spiritual awakening, um, spiritual healing, all of that is a choice. And I think that there's probably what I'm sensing is that there are folks who are out there that are like, well, I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes right now. Like, I, yes, I want this and nothing's changing. But here's the thing. We can say yes with our voice and perhaps even like some of our energy. But there's also choice in the ways that we're conducting our lives, aligning our lives to what we know is true for us. Um, and I think that I think that it, it's it's kind of there's there's a bit of a come to Jesus moment. I feel like some people are going to feel personally attacked by some of this, but really at the end of the day, it's source is asking, where are you seeing the path of alignment? Like where some of you know you see it with absolute clarity. You have this vision of the way that you want to conduct your energy to, to move through the world, the kind of love that you want for yourself, for the, the work that you're going to do. And yet you clock into a job every day that is not in alignment with that. So I think this, this notion of choice goes deeper than, okay, this is what I want. Right. And and also, it's, it's kind of a reckoning with what are the choices, what are the actions that I'm taking? Like, how am I aligning my actions with what I say I want in my life as well? Yeah, what I'm hearing is autopilot. Like, with the, so many of us are on autopilot. Most of the world is on autopilot. They are asleep. So when I hear you, you both talk about choice and this power that we have and this, this agency that we have with choice, it does require some intentionality. It requires some energy because we're, we're breaking habits. And when we are in autopilot, it's easy to just go along with how we've always, always done things and how everybody around us is, is doing things. But this choice of really being more conscious, is it requires disruption and that it requires intentionality. I, I think of some of my clients and 
there comes a point where, so I see, like I was on autopilot for most of my life and I kind of had to be, I'm a survivor of trauma. And so autopilot was safe. The security, this, this person in my life, this job that I had, it was like on paper, I'm killing it. Right. Like, so autopilot was, was, was my mode. And then I began to have these like little shifts of awareness, like tiny, like a source would come to me during a meditation and tell me it's time to move out. Or like, I would just have these little shifts and I would have these little visions of like, oh snap, like that's something that I need to be doing. And that's something that I want to be doing. And that's what I'm meant to be doing. And which is funny because not, it's not ever about doing, it's all about being, but I would have these like little shifts. And then over time, the alignment became more and more, the misalignment, I should say, became more and more highlighted. So as I think about the clients that I've supported down this path as well, it feels like, oh my gosh, like there, there comes a point in your path where misalignment is causing you more suffering than bringing everything into alignment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I see my sister's like snapping, (laughs) but, but there's a tipping point, right? And that is the moment where source will come through and whatever, whether it's a feeling or sensation in your body, or you hear source's voice, or you see an image where source then asks you, are you ready? Are you moving forward? Are you choosing a life of alignment? Are you choosing, um, are you choosing a life of purpose? Go ahead, Anika. And, and I would just add to that, and you can say no, because I did. And so there was a point where there actually were two as God reminds me, <laughs> sources like, as a matter of fact, Anika, there were two, and one so much more significant than the other, where I was actually having a conversation with God about the misalignment that I was experiencing and feeling so deeply. And I convinced myself that continuing on the path that I was on was the right thing. And This is a really important point because when we talk about, and I say we from a spiritual standpoint, even in the religious community, when people talk about um, how there was a plan for our lives before we were born, right? So as as a a Christian minister, I think of Jeremiah 29, 11, right? And so God had a plan for me. We tend to believe that that means that the plan is finite, like the way we would design it. I'm going to go here, I'm going to make a left, then I'm going to make a right, and I'll be at my destination. That's not God. God always wants free will, as Leilani said before, and it's, it's clearly flowing through, so it was important to be said again. Because of that free will, we do get to make the decision about when we're going to go into this lifetime, life of alignment It doesn't mean that it's a good choice to choose to stay misaligned. I would tell you that here I am, however many years later, it's probably close to a decade um, to at least when the last, you know, real opportunity that that I can see clearly. 
And that's maybe 10 years of my life that could have been immensely different. Now, I'm not saying that I, that I feel badly about that. I think the fact that I can sit here and tell you that those of you who are about to have this conversation with Source, that hopefully will encourage you to take the leap of faith. But when I think about the light that I could have been bringing to the world, I think about the ways that God could have used me even more fully than what they have. There was the opportunity for maybe more impact earlier or maybe more learnings earlier or things like that. Um, And we don't spend a time on what could have been and would have been because there are thousands of scenarios. But do know that when you live an aligned life, everything is better. And what's flowing through me right now is is some intensity around your health and your mental well-being, your physical well-being, as well as your spiritual well-being. Because when you are in misalignment, you're not doing the things with your body and for yourself emotionally that you need in order to thrive. So Leilani talked about everything being perfect on paper. My life was very much the same way. And yet I still felt dissatisfied. Yet I could not find some common ground in my marriage. Yet there were things that I kept on saying to myself, but what's wrong with me that I'm not satisfied? So think about all this self-talk that I'm doing, which was creating injury to myself, not to mention the lack of joy that I was bringing into my home and perhaps into some of my other relationships and how that impacted them or what the image was that my children saw of a mom that's maybe living up to less than her fullest potential. So when you don't live in alignment, when you choose not to, there is an impact. And I will tell you that physically, I was overweight. I lost 70 pounds and I still am on a weight loss journey. And I just came back from a leave um, of absence where I found it very difficult to rest. So again, breaking the patterns that Kylie talked about earlier, there is an impact if you decide not to choose to say yes. And if you are being posed with the question, when you are being posed with the question to say yes, there's a reason because there's work for you to do and we're waiting for you. Yes, that's so beautiful, Anika. And I'm what I've experienced myself too in being on this yes journey, this, this purpose alignment journey over the past, gosh, almost over eight years now. Um, when we continue, when we say yes, the goalpost, and I don't even want to use goalpost because it's not like we're going to a destination. It is more of a journey, but God will show us there's more, there's more, there's more. So I, I, I felt that moment recently where it was, there was misalignment and I've, you know, this opportunity that I had 10 years ago or eight years ago, it would have felt like, oh, it's so much more aligned to my purpose. But in this season, because I have, I'm getting closer and closer or more evolved and closer to the truth of my divinity, then the opportunity felt misaligned. It felt misaligned. So as we continue to say, yes, our opportunities 
and I'm hearing horizons will be expanded. Our opportunities for impact will be elevated and expanded. So don't expect that when you say yes that one that first time that that's it. <laughs> like okay, I said yes to my purpose. Okay, I'm good. It's an ongoing process because we are in our humanness too. So at some point, at some points, it's it's God or the divine expanding for us and allowing us to make more impact. And other times it's just us in our humanness getting in the way. <laughs> and that still happens here too. <laughs> you know, it, it makes me think of everything, everything that you all are saying and the yes, but there's also this, this component. I think back on, I think it was about 2015. I was deeply in my corporate role. I was, I felt deeply misaligned. I was like, you know, source, this is, this does not feel good. Like this is not feeling like flow. This isn't, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to blow it up. I'm ready to just, you know, go for it. And again, this was like, several years before I actually quit my corporate role. And in that moment, as I'm reflecting on what you're saying, Anika, of like, you know, being in misalignment, there are, there are repercussions to that. There are impacts. But what I heard in a, a session where I was being coached, um, what Source said to me was, and I had never heard Source, like, actually say, like, call me their child. But what I heard was, be still my child be still. And so Anika's nodding because she knows what the, <laughs> like when we're ready to, to move on and blow it up and we feel the misalignment, there's also purpose in that a lot of times. So even, even when, you know, I think it's easy for us to kind of beat ourselves up for the path that, that we were on before we said the big yes, um, which again, to your point, Kylie, is never static because we are not static. Are, we are not static beings. We're constantly evolving. I actually have a friend that um, says all the time that like who I am today is not who I was yesterday. Like we're constantly evolving. And, and, um, and in those moments when we have chosen to be still, a lot of times because that's the guidance, um, can we be gentle with ourselves about the way that our path evolves from that point on as well? And what I know is if I had left, I think it was around 2015 when Source told me to be still, if I would have left, I would have left out of anger. I would have been running from something rather than running towards something. Um, and when I left in 2020, I was leaving in deep gratitude for everything that this corporate role had afforded me, the connections that it afforded me, the love that I had found um, with like the people who ended up becoming family to me. And so it's complex. I, I think it's, it's easy for us to oversimplify and um, to say, well, you know, living out of alignment is bad and being in alignment is good. And, and yet there's always purpose. There's purpose with everything. What's coming up right now is just that, that we can't see it in the moment. And, but if we look back, then you can start to see it makes sense. Like, as you just heard Leilani talk about the timing of leaving her corporate role, it makes so much more sense now because of the things that she experienced that she could leave 
in that way, it's really difficult when you're in the moment. There's a good friend of ours who is um, so amazing and called and she knows it and she's so ready to go. And for whatever reason, Source has her in this still moment. And some, there's so many different reasons that that can be beneficial to you. Sometimes it's just a matter of the preparation for where you're going. Sometimes it's simply that in this moment, you need a moment to rest before whatever it is that's next. So what was coming through, Leilani, as you were talking is just that this is why it's important for us to build an individual relationship with Source so that we can trust So that as we hear and we know, we can trust. And I recognize that that takes time. But what we can share with you from experience is that the more that you trust, the more evidence you will have to continue to trust. So what would you tell people who are still learning to trust their divine connection? to trust their intuition, to trust what they know to be true, to trust what they're seeing is alignment and what's not. What would you tell the folks here about trusting? What I would say is to, if you're not certain, if you're questioning, get quiet, get still, Because when we are able to get still and get quiet and ask that inner knowing, we always get the answers. This is not something to ask other people. It's not something to to get validated by somebody else. There's no one externally that will give you the answer. It only can come from your most, your innermost wisdom, which is God, source, the divine. And it's, you know, earlier we were talking about the separation that we feel. And it's, it's, it is, this, this is the quest. This is the journey is for, well, even when we talk about alignment, it's really just aligning with our, our divinity. So if you are questioning, get quiet, get still, and you will always get the right answer. And the more you trust, again, as we just said, the more you will validate that innate wisdom that you have. I agree wholeheartedly. And I think the one ad that I would have is that the one place where you might find that support would be a coach, someone with a pure um, intuitive gift like the work that Leilani does, like what, you know, what we know we are called to do and and many others. Um, But I would tell you that even with the, the people closest to me, I tell them all the time, you can listen to what is coming through me. And I know that, you know, I will do my absolute best because I answer to God period, full stop. So I'm, I'm not, I have no intentions of messing up what God tells me to share with someone. But every time you receive something, you should always take it back to God because we are human and humanness can get in the way. And this is why Kylie's point of like, you can't really go to someone else. Like they can't give you the answer because they don't know the full design for your life. Even in, with your coaches, we're helping you 
to explore it. It's not really us telling you, it's helping you to bring it up for yourself and so that you can hear it and you have someone else there to say, I'm witnessing you and, you know, and, and helping you to feel confident along that path. At least that's what my experience was with Leilani when she brought me through the veil. And that's what my experience with my two luminary sisters um, here all the time. But it, de- it definitely is a matter of you taking the information back before the divine and saying, you know, this, this is what I'm hearing and being, being courageous enough to wait until you hear a response that you know is clear and true. The only, I mean, all beautifully said, perfectly said, the only thing that's also coming through in this moment is trusting our intuition is just like building a muscle. It's just like you would go and do weightlifting. Um, it's something that as you're hearing and allowing space, to Kylie's point, allowing space and stillness for, for that listening, that deep divine listening, um, as you, as you grow in your spiritual journey, that muscle will also grow. But what I'm hearing is it's also important to integrate that. And, and a lot of times, and this comes through as divine guidance for a lot of my clients, is integration looks like acting on what you're, what you're knowing is telling you. So it's not, it's, I'm hearing it's not enough to just hear because in the world that we live in, um, in order to integrate a lot of what your intuition is telling you, action is required. And acting on what source is saying, it, when it's time to move out, it's time to move out. I, I've, I've witnessed a lot of very intuitive people receive wisdom and not act on it. And then I see them going into deep depression, anxiety, staying in relationships where it's, it's pulling them out of alignment, myself included. I mean, it's, it's exactly, uh, I, before I left my husband at the time back in 2020 and left my corporate role, I was in the deepest depression and anxiety of my life, right? And so when we think about what is also required with this divine yes, this, this free will, this divine yes, it's not just about hearing. It's an important part. That awareness is critical and it's not to be passed over, but there's also this component of what do I do with this information and source will always always tell you what that is. And it'll continue to build and integrate and your intuition does get stronger as you begin to act on the wisdom. And so with that, (laughs) we are out of time, which feels wild. We'll have to have you both back again, I'm sure, in season two. Uh, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful that you came. I'm so grateful for the wisdom. So grateful for your channeling. I always end with, what's your bumper sticker? It can be the same as last time. It can be different. What is the one piece of wisdom that you would paste all over the world? Move from fear to faith. What does that mean to you? It is, it's actually on the wall across from me um, with my affirmations, but I think it is probably the thing that was 
was difficult for me because God said one day you're the generator of your own fear. Cause I'm like, why do I keep going back into these cycles of fear? So it's making a decision that you are going to live in faith, that you're going, you're not going to allow your fears to overcome you, that you won't allow your fears to keep you stagnant, that you won't allow your fears to make you make decisions that you know are going to keep you out of alignment. Trusting and having faith is more about seeing yourself than what you would realize. As I started to pour love into myself and I saw myself, it became easier to trust because you recognize your oneness with source. Fear is what keeps you stuck in the routines and doing the day-to-day things and keeps you bound in the prison we talked about in the beginning. So move from fear to faith. Thank you. Kylie. What I'm hearing today is something that I've talked to that came up with the two of you earlier this week, and that is love and above or love or above, love or above. And I just finished listening to um, an audio book called Power Versus Force by Dr. David Hawkins. And it was talking about this consciousness scale that he came up with back in the, I think the seventies. And it talks about how each emotion has a level of frequency. It's a, each emotion has a vibration and the emotions of, I think it's love, peace, and um, enlightenment. And I'm missing one. I think maybe it's love, joy, peace, enlightenment, something like that. Those are the most, the highest frequencies that we can be in. So I think when we can lead with love or above, when we can lean into the emotions of love or above, that's when we can have cataclysmic shifts in the universe. That's when everything can change. Mm, Beautiful. And I wasn't planning on this one. I actually wrote something very eloquent that I thought would go very well here. And instead, I saw it was 111 here just a second ago. And so mine is, remember who the fuck you are, which is, I think, probably the root of most of our issues and problems in this collective is that we have completely forgotten. So my bumper sticker, which I'll start production on tomorrow, is remember who the fuck you are. And I sure hope you do. I sure hope you do, y'all. Thank you again so much for being here, three luminaries. I love you, ladies, and we'll have you back on soon. Thanks, sis. We love you. Love you. Thank you. Wow, friends, thank you so much for being here for this conversation. I, in this moment, am just sitting in a ton of gratitude for the ways that I get to do this work and the ways that my dear sisters and friends, Anika and Kylie, um, continue to say yes to the divine. Um, I hope that that conversation moves you in some way. I mean, that is my hope for a lot of these conversations is just to be a catalyst. So if at any point you are questioning whether or not you're ready, I'm hearing you're ready to step into whatever is next for you, whether that's simply 
finding the space and stillness to begin to trust your own intuition, um, to move to action, to seek greater alignment. It's all here, friends, and you are so, so worthy and so ready. If you'd like to connect with us or attend a workshop, we would love we would love to support you. You can find all of our information in the show notes. We're on Instagram at three the number three luminaries. You can also go to the website shamanleilani.com and in the menu you can click on three luminaries and find all of the information for upcoming workshops as well as the ways to connect with each of us individually if you wish to do so. But for now, be still, my friends, and live into your impact. I'm so grateful you're here, and I'll talk to you soon.